You're listening to the Anomalous Podcast Network. Multiple voices, one phenomenon. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the channel. Uh, what a day, man. Um, obviously, we had the congressional hearings. Mixed feelings at the moment. Still processing everything that happened. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go away uh, and watch them again. Probably a few times to sort of try and pick out anything and work with it. And then have some conversations with some other people about it. But, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, now, another gentleman that also live-streamed uh, the hearings today is my guest today. So let's not waste any more time and bring in Mr. Chris Leto. Chris, how you doing, man? Great, Vinny. How's it going, man? Thanks for having me. Good. Hey, my pleasure, man. Good to always good to speak to you, man. So yeah, let's let's talk about the hearings before we jump into to other things, man. Uh, you obviously live streamed them as well. Um, what was the general view that you were getting from them, and also, I suppose, your live audience as well? Yeah, it seemed like you did have people that were disappointed. You know, that was kind of the general a general impression for sure. Um, but as far as me, I was just happy to see someone in a congressional seat saying the word UFO, you know, or researching it. And he's, he almost didn't laugh, you know, it was like almost normal. So I don't know, at least they took it reasonably serious. I think it was ridiculous. Like they didn't know who Robert Salas was, you know, he's like, <laughs> Gallagher was like, you've never heard of the maelstrom of UAP event, you know? And they, yeah, that was shocking. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. So it, I was happy to see it, but I, I guess I wasn't expecting any actual data. Yeah, of course. They showed I'm, two videos. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess what? Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote down so Moultrie. What did I notice? Moultrie. Um, you know, I re I, I researched him before when he took over, and I, you know, I remember back he was the dude that took over after Snowden. Right. So Snowden made that huge mess. Yeah. You know, he left a huge hole. I, I think he's a hero. Right. Obviously, he, he, all of his claims have been proven correct in a federal court of law. Right. So as far as I'm concerned, it, he appears vindicated. Um, but the, the the hole that he left. Right. Moultrie was brought in to basically fix that up. He was like a it's like a cleanup guy. You know, he's like got the, a good reputation. You know, he's maybe maybe has integrity and he basically comes in and cleans it up. But in the, on the same sense, he, you know, Snowden is still outlawed, right? They still won't let him back. You know, he's still, <laughs> even though everything <laughs> he, he said was true, they're like, yeah, you can't come back, you know? And that yeah. guy Moultrie was in charge of it. I think he didn't solve it, right? I mean, so I don't know. Yeah, strange one, definitely. I mean, for me personally, I think the questioning started off quite low bar. And then as we went through the hearings, it, it started picking up pace and, I mean, I suppose one big standout was that the Wilson Davis notes got mentioned and, you know, put into the record, which completely threw me off. Like, what did you think? 
Yeah, I've I've researched it. Uh, I don't know for a morning or something recently. Uh, it's quite interesting to me, but I don't know the final result. Like, so did Eric Davis? I heard he said it didn't happen, and so did the admiral. So did it? Yeah, I mean, there's been so much talk and speculation about that over the over the you know the past year or, or a few years. Even it's just we we just at a point where we just we need Eric Davis to come out and start talking. Basically, you know, I think. Even if he, if that's now on the record and and further down the line, people get subpoenaed to to testify before Congress, like Eric Davis. I think that's what's that's what's needed. Clearly, yeah, that would we'll be awesome, see. right? Get him up there, or the admiral, right? Is he? Because I don't know. I assume he's still alive, but um, but I wrote normal. down Moultrie. He didn't say CIA, right? They're like he was listing off all these organizations he works with, and I was like listening for CIA, and I didn't hear it. So that was interesting. And then Scott Bray, he's deputy director of the Navy. Uh, I was, it, it was interesting. There was no Air Force there. There was no like yeah. Army. Um, it's just that dude. And they said increased reporting. But then he mentioned they had 400 reports. Uh, and I, I wrote down what time, you know, time question mark. And he said it goes back years. So I was like, so you have 400 reports. But yeah, I could have 400 reports as well. You know, I could go find them. Yeah. Um, so and then yeah, I thought good questions by Wenstrup about. I think he was leaning towards plasma. Doctor Wenstrup was yeah. asked about like, are these real objects or not? And they and they couldn't get a clean answer out the guy. Uh, and <laughs> and Wenstrup, it seems like he's trying to help him, but I, I feel like he's going to be asking a bunch of questions in the behind the doors. You know, the classified. Yeah. Um, and then Gallagher, yeah, that was on solace. He he was just blown away. He's like, you haven't heard of, <laughs> of solace. Um, I, cause solid, I mean, he did, how many conferences did he do in DC? Like, well, he's been speaking for decades as well, right? Well, maybe he's talked to Congress and, and but he just hasn't talked to them. Just, crazy. It, it just goes to show because we know that ATIP were aware of the Malmstrom incident, you know, so obviously they're not sharing information down through, you know, into the UAP task force, then into AYMSG. They're just, you know, it's, it's. There's just no data sharing, and I think uh, it needs to be addressed. I think it probably will be, but again, it's just drip slow progress, basically. I guess they showed. Well, th there was the one new video, right? <laughs> that was just hilarious. I laughed so hard. Were you guys laughing as well? With the I mean, I was like, they, they couldn't. The yeah, they just couldn't get any worse. I've actually got a still it. image. Yeah, let me show you. Do up. you have it? Can we look at it to see what it actually looks like? Because Yeah, sure. And now I'm just curious, you know, like uh yeah. Oh, wrong one. So I mean, obviously zoom in it's really blurred. That's as far as in as it'll go, but I mean it's certainly not the same image as the Batman balloon, is it? And it doesn't look like the blimp or the sphere from the, the three mm. mystery wire. So I mean I just looks like a tic tac. Who knows? <laughs> it looks like those white spheres, right? The ones that, like, uh, Dave Falch, he recorded the Jacksonville UAP. Yeah, I mean, see, I, I've seen some of your videos where you analyze images, and, you know, this big bit on the side here, you know, is making me think of the way that you've done analysis in the past. So, I don't know, maybe you need to... It looks like shadow, you know, the light is basically... I would check where the sun's coming from. yeah. Yeah, because I would look at the video, and if you see the sun's coming from that left side, then that's probably sunlight. Probably, it's, 
It, it would have to be later in the day, right? Be, well, where's the horizon? Yeah. I mean, that's... So it's kind of earlier in the day. Right? So yeah, that, it's probably just the sun, right? Like angled? Could be. I guess so. But it does it, still make it... <coughs> it is a white right. object. It looks like the Tic Tac to me, or or a white ball. Mm. So, yeah, uh, you know, it was crazy when... But if you look at it, too, the, can oh. we go back? I think it yeah, looks... yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's also, they talk about the... You, you know, I just did a video recently. There's, I have another one coming out uh, Friday, the second part of Ryan Graves. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, I saw the first one. Oh, cool. Yeah, thanks. And they do uh, the the cube. It's a cube inside of a sphere. So the, the question is, could this be like the sphere, right? But for some reason, you can see the, the outer or it's reflecting the sunlight. You know, they mentioned, okay. sig they also mentioned today signature management. I think, I think yeah. there's actually a lot of good stuff in the, in the hearings. Yeah, it's like the last year's report where we end up break it down pulling little nuggets out but i think it will like i said it'll take a few watches to find them and really isolate them from all the they said like signature it. management though mm. so signature management is you know keeping your emissions electronic or everything right yeah your your secret buildings have to be completely shielded all these different manners yeah um so for this it could be that box or the cube in a sphere Right, if you imagine, because Ryan Graves, the the they said it was fifteen to thirty feet. This seems uh, it seems like it was smaller than that and closer. Right, but yeah, I mean it's it's definitely weird. If you zoom out too, it's up higher, right? It looks like it's a higher. Nah, it's, I can't tell altitude it's on that. Hard there. to tell, isn't it, man? Yeah, there's no clouds or anything. So yeah, I oh mean, yeah. Hmm. Mm. The, the sky is pretty blue, though, pretty dark. I mean, this is your domain, man. I I, I, don't, I have it no idea. It looks cool, man. I, I mean, that's no Batman balloon, man. I don't know what that is. You know, because we're going to launch a weather balloon. We're launching one on 27th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that as well. It doesn't just look like a circle. They don't look like spherical balls. You know, I think we'll show that. They look like, a you know, a sock that's filling up or... They look like those tornado things. Uh, tornado things. <laughs> There's <laughs> been some UAPs back in the past where uh, people have mentioned tornadoes or some sort of funnel. Right. You know, that it sort of looks more like that for your weather balloons. But just like a ball like this, just sitting there, like a perfect sphere. I don't know. It seems weird. Definitely. Well, maybe you'll have to get the video and do one of your special analysis on it, and let us know what you come up with, man. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, I would get the video, so we have multiple frames. Yeah, I think that'd be good, man. So, yeah. Cool. yeah. Well, you mentioned there the Ryan Graves video. I mean, what do you, what was your takeaway from that AI AA talk that he did? Was there anything that really stuck with you? Yeah, I mean, I well, I have the second part going out uh, this Friday. So tune in for the final conclusions. Um, but uh, I would say there's a lot of good information in that in that video. That was why I made it actually was we kept just talking about the gimbal rotating or something. Is it rotating or 
is the FLIR one video, is it going really fast? And we weren't focusing on all this other data that was released about the same topic. Yeah. You know, Ryan Graves, he released this whole video and he only had 4,000 views or something. It was very low. And I was like, man, we just don't have any data. Um, but I think people just weren't aware of it. And I went back and looked as well, because I wasn't aware. I guess, you know, just people aren't talking about it. And so you're, you're expecting all this new stuff to come out, this new stuff. We're going to have better videos and everything. But he really goes through all the tactics. You know, they're basically, they have them flying in a V. Yeah, you know, yeah. just like you hear at Phoenix Lights or you hear people talking about orbs flying in Vs. And in, in the middle is like that uh, gimbal object. So it has them flying around basically in a formation. But the gimbal object doesn't fly. Uh, it just, it'll stop and then go back the opposite direction. And the yes, other objects I, were smaller when they smaller than the gimbal, apparently. I don't know. I didn't get any real size thing. They, he drew it bigger on the board. Okay. But I don't know. It, it doesn't mean they were larger, right? Because they said, well, they said it's 15 to 30 feet. And what I could tell from the gimbal object, if it was like seven miles away, is I think it was like 30 feet across. So it could be the same. That could be what we're seeing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, converse, the conversation is still ongoing. You see it a lot on Twitter with Mick West and, and Marek, uh, is it? Um, and I think, is Mick West still talking about it being 30 nautical miles away? I, if I'm, I don't if I'm, know. It's just... Uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying is, uh, like, okay, forget the video, you know? Go look at this other awesome like witness account, you know, multiple witness accounts. So what they're talking about, it's multiple witnesses, right? Multiple pilots again. Yeah. And you have your visual, um, you know, they basically say they saw it visually very close up, up close. And it was a dark gray or black cube inside of a sphere and the sphere touched the points. So, you know, that's pretty good witness testimony and you're not going to get a video of that just how it happens uh, on a, on a fighter. You know, they got pretty lucky just getting that picture. Like, like they said, you saw how fast it happened. You know, yeah. And yeah, I guess that's how fast it would happen if it's not that big or you're trying to get close to it. Because up high, you just it, like I was saying before, is you have to be going fast over the ground to produce enough lift when you're higher because there's less air. So, I don't know how that makes. You have to go faster up higher to not fall. Yeah, because there's less air, right? You know, sure. imagine that it, the air is pushing you up. <laughs> you know, the air is pushing you're like riding on the air, essentially. And then as the air gets less and less, now you have to actually go faster over the ground. So the higher you go, like these things up at 28,000 feet, that's pretty high. You know, it's like the top of Everest. Yeah, there's not that much air up there. You know, if this thing's just sitting there, that is super, super strange. And it's not so easy for our planes to get there. You know, your helicopters aren't going to get there. Yeah, of course. So I don't know. It's a cool video, I guess. That is a cool video. I'm, mm. I'm glad they shared it. I mean, that's cool, right? In the halls of Congress, they played that video. It's pretty badass. I mean, I, I think most people were not expecting any videos or, or images or anything today. So when he said yeah. we we're going to look at a video, I was like, okay. But I mean, I, I, I would have hoped for something better, even in the the public hearings. But yeah, they went. What was with Corbell? Did Corbell, Jeremy? Did they? I heard his name or something came up. I, all I what, heard was mention of amateurs, and I was like, uh, "Who are they talking about?" He was mentioned early on with uh, when Carson was just a, a pretty much opening statement. Um, but then obviously, they showed the night vision pyramid video um, and pretty much said it was 
camera artifact or an artifact of the night vision and the SLR camera. Fair enough. I mean, again, I, I'm not technically, you know, BS, good. Well, so I know those MVGs, right? The MVG, there's no aperture in the MVGs. It's phosphorus. I wish I had, maybe I can find it. Yeah. So basically it's just, there's no aperture like a normal lens. It's a screen. You know, it's a video screen that hits phosphorus. It's just phosphorus green. That's why it's all in green because it's actually little phosphorus um, impacts on the screen, right? So it, uh, yeah. it, so there's no aperture. And so if they're videoing, right, if, with a phone, right? I think it was an SLR from what I'm... What... Yeah, they said SLR. So let's say it's an SLR, right? Um, your, your focus distance is going to be like the same. You know, it's just a screen. It's like you're videoing a, a normal screen. Mm. So I'm just curious how it would bokeh out like that. Yeah, I, I think this is another one of those conversations that isn't over yet, even after what was shown today. I think it will just continue. Was that a longer video? It seemed longer. I haven't looked at it, but... I don't think so, no. I think it was the standard one that we've seen seen before, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I kind of haven't focused on that video for since last year now because, you know, it was difficult. I haven't either. It's also on the other side of the of the US. I feel it's just further away, you know, mentally or something. <laughs> yeah, that was the West Coast one. But then he did say, obviously, in the hearings that they'd got that image that they showed afterwards, which was an East Coast image. So they'd seen it on both coasts. And yeah, I guess they yeah. were just trying to. We'll see. Um, now, listen, let's get into what uh, one thing I really wanted to speak to you about is UAP Society. This is your new venture. Yes. Well, I mean, I think it's been building up for some time, but can you give us the kind of breakdown of, of it? So what made you want to do it, what it is, how it was set up, you know, all the kind of everything about it, basically. Yeah. UAP Society. Uh, basically, I, I just love the NFT Web3 technology. You know, when I first started my YouTube channel, it, it wasn't about UAPs. Um, it was about, you know, I wanted to do like future tech, you know, and I, and I found these five main breakthrough technologies um, that are happening right now. And blockchain was is one of them. Um, and so I think that I just got interested in it in, for that reason. And, and then when I, I fell into the UAP rabbit hole last, uh, last May, really, you know, with the whole report, I couldn't believe it was true. I, I changed my whole views on it, on many things in life uh, in general. And, um, but what I found is that just the, the NFTs or Web3 is such a perfect solution to our information embargo that we're basically under. You know, if you look at it, I mean, we're basically not being told information by the gatekeepers. Yeah. You know, whether it's academia, you know, or or it's the contractors, military industrial complex, or the governments, um, no one's able to find the data. And when you try and ask for, you know, well, what have you done? What are you looking for? No one has an answer, right? No one wants to share. That's really, it, it just comes down, no one wants to share, right? Everyone wants wants your information. Everyone wants to know, but then no one wants to share, ultimately. So the, the whole point of UAP society is everyone pitches in, everyone chips in decentralized way, but all the information has to come out open source. 
Okay. And, and so basically you, you just pick the long mission and the mission at the end is, is to propel the transition of the world to a better understanding of the UAP phenomena, right? And for the betterment of, of people in the world, it's kind of, so that's, that is the mission. And I think it's worthwhile, um, to pursue and, and that's why I'm doing it like full steam, you know, put I'm basically all in. Cause I think it's, you just have one of those rare opportunities to shape basically how the future can be written. Um, cause I went to, yeah, I've been to two conferences now and it's just starting now. So how does that play tie in with the scientific community then where, I mean, you, the funds from the, the blockchain and, and your company, how does that, how does that get to the scientific community and what do they do and how does it feed back? Is it, is it just the people that invest or is it then open source to the, to the public after, you know, the, 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 de- the data? Yeah. So basically it, it just starts on, um, it starts on the discord. Can I just share it? I think it will be easy just to show. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. What it is, you know, cause it's, it's web three, right? This is web three. I mean, I've heard um, the term banded about a lot recently, but you know, I'll yeah, hold my web, hands up. I, I have yeah, no web idea one, what it is. Web, web 1.0 is basically just dial up. You know, you go to web pages, you get information. Web 2.0 is what you and I are doing right now, right? I go to an app, you go to your app, we're communicating, and then all these people can participate. You know, it's but it's through a shared centralized server through through YouTube and another company, StreamYard, right? Yeah. Um, so basically, the next layer of the internet is going to be through all these decentralized societies. Um, and let me show you have it here yeah ready to go yeah yeah so you can hit it so this is basically um the uap uh discord um and and this is so discord is basically just um software it's like a, another social network but it's it's more powerful right we have listening area you know you can there's people talking in here right now you know yeah. i can join in just talk with them um we can add in different um uh, different coding. Okay. You can just add different codes as well. There's help, there's video. So it's, it's just a very powerful, uh, network, social network okay. app, if you will. Right. So this is like the front end, if you will. So this is where the discord community, uh, we would come up with research proposals, right? So DSI proposals. Okay. If you have access to this channel, because for whatever reason we determine now you can put in different proposals that you will do in the future. So you say, you know, Vinny, um, UAP disclosure team, uh, UK. So the, the UK, uh, UAP group is going to band together. We will put up, you know, three sky 360 systems. We'll build them. It'll cost $15,000. You know, we'll be done in six months or whatever in this area, we're going to cover these areas. Right. Um, so the community now, what you can do is you can just vote. Right. I know it sounds ridiculous, but this is it. You can vote, right? Where, okay, this is, you can only vote once and this will be like, yeah, I want this proposal. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. And, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's baffling, but it does it, make sense. Yeah. It's baffling. Yeah. Um, but now that sits in there, right. And everyone can see it. Um, and so what I can do then is people can percolate it. They can, they can put it off to the side as a thread. They can communicate it. They can work together as groups. Um, so what we have, you know, we have a general nuts and bolts, right? So these guys are going to be looking more into, uh, you know, the harder core stuff, you know, what can we do? Yeah. What kind of proposals can we do? 
what about just UAP journal stuff? I mean, the goal is just to get more information. Uh, you can get a lot of information just freely. You know, this mm -hmm. you can find it, uh, choosing what's good and what's not. Um, and then we try to make it fun, right? Because we want to have people come in here. Sure. Um, so this is really, the, this is the discord. Uh, but what it is really, what holds the whole community together is the actual NFTs. Is, is the NFT technology because it, it's just verifiable, right? If this, say say we sell all, of, we're, we're gonna sell 10,042 of these NFTs, right? So say we sell them all ac across the world because it can sell anywhere, you know, um, across the world. Um, but now let's say that we, we fund some research proposals, we set up this Discord and everything, and then the US government decides that Discord is illegal and they remove it, right? And they put me in jail or, you know, kill me or something. Um, so all that has to happen is someone makes another discord and says, okay, let's verify the NFTs. And now everyone just verifies their NFTs and it continues. You, just okay. continue, you continue the mission, right? The NFTs are, they're unkillable. Um, you know, you yeah. can lose the wallet. You can, you can lose the address to your wallet or your code, you know, and then it'll be stuck, um, but it can't be killed. You know, the, as long as the Ethereum blockchain is running, so that so the NFTs is the it's the it's the actual core community. The live for it will live forever, essentially, if as long as the coding is working somewhere. So where does the so with these proposals, how does it get to the point of being you know actually worked on? Yeah, so that is the whole. That's the next step, right? So the first year will be just us selecting. Uh, okay. selecting science right so that's why we just picked it um, but after that let me see if i can find this and i've been told by again you know some marketing people not to mention <laughs> not to mention but whatever i i want to tell you guys just in case whatever um this is just one idea from a from a guy um camera it's super smart kid he wrote me um i hope hopefully i can share this i don't get in trouble <laughs> uh, but basically it's it's his idea to create it to create a DAO. Um, and let me just show you the general idea here is a proposal pipeline like you asked. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, sorry, and then I lost it. Um, so the general idea, right, is step one, DAO members, they post in proposals on the Discord, right? The community engages in Discord regarding the proposal. If it's decided, you know, to be non-viable, get rid of it. Okay, if we like it, we send it on. Okay, then a formal proposal is drafted with the core contributors and/or operations working group. So this will be the people who have the NFTs. Okay. Right. So be because who do you want making the, the end decisions ultimately? Um, you know, I think we want we want to pick good research proposals, but then I want people with the most uh, invested interest, you know, people who have invested their time and money to make the final decisions. Cause I think they'll, it's gotta be profitable at the end of the day. If it, if it's profitable, it can't be stopped. <laughs> if it's decentralized and profitable, nothing can stop it. Um, and do the profits then go back in for more proposals in that future down the line? Exactly. Yep. Right. So what happens is where is the next, there's one more little drawing. Let me find it. Sorry. This one. Okay. All right, so we're minting ours on Ethereum, right? Okay, yeah. So if you have one of these, every time one of our NFTs is traded, you know, bought or sold, 
7% automatically goes back to the original account, which is the trading okay. account. Yep. So this is the power of NFTs is no matter what, uh, whenever it's sold, it's written into the contract. It's just slices off 7%. So anytime it's bought or sold at that price, 7%, um, what we want to do is convert it into another token, like a UAP token or a DSI token on a cheaper chain because Ethereum costs a lot. Uh, it's like the, it's the gold of, it's the base layer. You know, if you think of it as land, uh, Ethereum is your, your base, most expensive layer, right? To interact with that layer, it costs a lot of money, you know, but yeah, you burn yeah. it in. It's the most secure, I would argue, most secure um, Turing complete. You know, Bitcoin's your most secure, but you can't do anything with it. Um, Ethereum, you can code smart contracts is what we're talking about. So it'll print each one of your NFTs will receive three and a half percent, hopefully. And then the other three and a half percent will go into this fund. Right. And then we will use these UAP tokens uh, to, to basically do all of the governance. And DAO members will choose which research proposals will be funded. So they'll be funded. And then if they do well, right, say, say Vinny and UK UAP deliver, right? You build your three systems mm -hmm. um, in six months, everything. And you say, okay, we're going to do it again then you'll get, you know, you, you'll probably get it again. You know? Okay. That's hel that's helpful, man. That, I, I'm, yeah. get, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. there now. <laughs> much, I don't know. That, that's the basic, but we don't have to, all we have to do now, what's, what's amazing is NFTs are, the, they're the base layer, the land. Yeah. Um, and, and so we can build and we plan to build on top of it. Right. So the next year, but we need money to actually code this, you know, we need, um, we need to pay the freelancers who are currently working this as a side job. We need to pay them full time for just a few months and then they can do it, you know, but it just, it, we need actual work or you need more work done than you can do on the weekends and your side time. You know, we need to yeah. dedicate it. And for that cash really helps, you know, it does help. So I think if, if we sell to even our base, the base goal, you know, 0.1 ether is what we want to sell these things at. Or what we're selling them at, right? Okay. If we if we sell out, we can basically do all of our research objectives, which will be the Sky three hundred and sixty cameras, and uh, hopefully up to twenty, hope maybe more systems. But we still need to develop this, the the uh, software and hardware, um, and the satellite as well, so we can launch a satellite. I believe so. That's cool. And do, so, do the initial investors do they profit out of this as well? Yeah. So we're basically. We're launching, we're selling these. There's 42 of these. I'll mention it now. Starting tomorrow, I think. This is actually the art. It's made with AI. That's a two. And then there's a four. So That's incredible, um, yeah. That's, that's cool art. It's, it's so good. Um, it's so good. I don't even, I, I, yeah, it's so good. You guys are going to, I love it. Well, I mean, it, it, it does look good, and I'm I'm intrigued to learn more. Definitely. They're so they're all so different. Um, yeah, Colin's an amazing artist. Uh, this is all done with uh, neural nets. Like he adds in these little like neural nets that add these crazy uh, textures at the end. Um, it's all done with word prompts into these AI tools. So he just That's has like crazy. thousands and thousands of like strings of words. He just like can rattle off these crazy words. Aurelian elder extinct. <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> so good. 10,042, man. He's, so it's, it's, it, 
it's quite the project. I'm, I'm very excited to get the art. I'm just excited to get it out there, you know, to really get yeah. it going. But we need to do it. It needs to sell out right away. You know, um, if they sell out right away, it's just so much more momentum going into the other markets. Because point one ETH is just the beginning. Um, you know, these if this project actually delivers value, that it can. There's other projects that have gone to 10, 60 ETH. Um, if you're providing value back in, right? If you're actually mm. providing value, like I mentioned, it's an asset. It's on the base Ethereum blockchain. The art is going to be sweet. So it could, as long as it returns value, you know, utility, the information is going to be valuable, right? That's what we're really sure. going after is data. We want open source data and we want unidentified area or unidentified phenomena, yeah. right? Well, to find unidentified phenomena or videos and photos of it, you need to identify it as everything or not everything else, right? You got to be able to throw out everything else. Um, you got to say, okay, that's, that's a bird. Uh, that's a plane, you know, that's a satellite, that's a meteor, um, that's a tide, that's a weather pattern, <laughs> those are insects, um, <laughs> crops, right? So, but everything I mentioned right there, right, you can use for data, everything. So you can, my bird migrations, um, mm -hmm. meteors alone are is a huge industry. Meteors alone is a huge in industry because one gram for a meteor, an actual meteor from space is like 2000 pounds. It's $2,000 a, a, a gram. So they wow. can be two to $300,000 per, per a kilo, a 10 kilogram sized, uh, meteor. Um, plus we can use it for space hunting, right? So we can just delay the information for a couple of weeks or a week, right? But it's, I mean, info data is not data is power, right? Or at least it'll yeah. be money. Information is is that's why they don't want to share it, right? Because as soon as someone shares their information with you, they gave up their power over it. You know, they gave up their lock on it, their their uh, investment. You know, so that's why yeah. they don't want to share. Because if they tell you, then you're just going to use their information to <laughs> to get there first, right? And they they can't have that, right? But sure. we don't care. Yeah. That's what we we get there first you know um we're gonna try harder than you uh but <laughs> like i'm not gonna you know if people want to work it, that's the whole point is coming collab that's the whole point yeah no, but you have cool. to share you have to share yeah uh, i've got a couple of questions here um first of all john hunsley thank you for the 10 pounds he says will lots Hi, of cameras capture detailed images of uap and other irrefutable evidence that they are extraterrestrial or will it produce more grainy pictures of dots and lights in the sky? What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I think looking serves a valuable purpose um, because if we if we look with better cameras and better technology, and we look everywhere and we still just see grainy pictures of dots and lights in the sky, then I would say that's pretty weird. You know, then it's <laughs> like <laughs> then we got to look at kind of deeper issues going on, you know? Yeah. But that's still a data point, still a data point. You know, if you go yeah. and look somewhere and you don't see anything, but you looked correctly, that's a data point. That's good. That's data. Like we need that. You go, okay, yeah, yeah that didn't work. Yeah, so you I need agree. all the um, Jay Allen says, uh, important proposal for Chris. Orsap used government funds to update and correlate all government and MUFON databases but we're never able to develop AI analysis program. Big opportunity. Yeah. There you go. That could be one of your proposals. 
<laughs> well, we do have one now, uh, Paul Heineck. He, he's an ambassador for the program and he's big into crypto as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, Jay Allen, Allen Heineck's son. It was cool. He came on because he said his dad started the Invisible College with uh, Jacques Vallée. So this will be like the Visible College. <laughs> you can be anonymous on it, actually, but either way, it's uh, more transparent. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, the idea uh, is to put it on a decentralized file storage. So de um, a decentralized uh, file database. Uh, so it's you know basically like torrent. So very difficult to to destroy. Um, and then the idea is we'd have it accessible for everybody. You know, it's so annoying. You go to like uh, read some. They keep they keep saying all the scientific paper bullshit, right? Like, you know, I'm not going to support it unless it's in a peer reviewed paper and all this stuff. But then you go and try and read said peer reviewed papers, and a lot of them are just locked behind all these paywalls. Yep. You know, all these uh, <laughs> all these uh, different uh, academic paywalls. Maybe you can read the abstract, but you can't get the full the full paper. Um, so I would say let's put it all in one location. That that's an easy, perfect kind of project, first project we can do. You know, um, and maybe the hardest part is probably just getting the data. To be honest, like what what do you want to put on there? Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, I'm gonna just gonna highlight this comment, even though it's not a great one, Logan. I don't think this is coming from you, but he's just saying that people are already doing shows about how Chris is running a scam here. I was speaking to Chris before, and I've heard things, and if people just don't know what they're talking about, they haven't looked into it, and they probably like me don't understand the processes behind it all, the Web three and all that. So you're never gonna please. I hope anybody. it's not a scam. <laughs> I hope it's let, not. Let I'll be really dis I'll be more disappointed than anybody. Don't worry. Um, no, yeah, I mean uh, everything we're saying is is legit. I mean, we're gonna pay ourselves, right? It's gonna be profitable. It's, it's so. I mean, we are gonna make money. But if we're making money, then it means everyone else is is also making money. And what, more importantly, we're actually getting results or some sort of data we're getting some yeah. movement you know because my hope is like like gary nolan right he does amazing science he knows exactly what to look at yeah. but he's he's paying out of his own pocket so i would i would love to see you know gary nolan just putting in a proposal uh, saying like i will study this i'll write a report about it or kevin knuth you know he has to go back and do his albany work or something like there's always funding required sure if we were like hey Kevin, go go research this. We'll pay you however much. It, well, it, well, he would put in the proposal, right? It, yeah. You know, for whatever ten grand, I can take three months off or whatever he does, and then you know, write all this stuff that just says throwing throwing it out there. And then he could go and and do the research on his own and write a paper. Sure. You know, and then we would share it and then put it on to some decentralized file storage, and then everybody can access it. There you go. See? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let people do their shows, their negativity. You know, we'll focus on positivity and doing doing work. So, it moves, uh, but you know, man, you know, publicity. The negative publicity seems to move the needle just as much, if not more, than the positive. You know, like, <laughs> it seems like the more like if I'm like more in a curled up and like things are getting thrown at me, the numbers go up faster. You know, it's like sure, people love to see the. You know, I guess there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now let's uh, 
let's talk about this balloon launch that you've got coming up um, and, yes. and what, what, what it's for and, and all that. That'd be, be really good to hear. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, it's, so 27 May, Alexei Novitsky. I've been, you know, working with him for a year now. Just we have, I like talking to him. We're friends. Uh, I love his yeah. theory. Well, he showed me this picture from space that he had. You know, he has it in this little, uh, did he show you? He may have shown you. He's, no, I've not seen it. No, okay, I've not yeah. seen it. <laughs> he's probably here. No, he's got this picture in a little frame, you know, of him from space. And I was like, man, where'd you get that? You know, he explained the space balloon thing. That was a, over a year ago. Um, and then basically came up that, no, he could actually do this. Um, and, and we could, we could launch it, you know, we could launch this space balloon and it seems like it would be an amazing opportunity just to launch UAP society. So it, it brings eyes in, people are excited about it. You know, that's what I, when I mentioned, we could maybe do this when I pitched it to, um, David and Liz, like they were really excited about it. You know, it seems like people are excited about it. Um, and I, yeah, I think it's going to be cool. So it's, it's a weather balloon we're working with strato flights they're a german company um and they say alexei we could have built it on a short timeline but this is they have like a kit that you can just put okay. together and then we modify it so we're, we modify it with our own stuff so we'll have a a live streaming cell phone a cell phone cam you know basically an iphone yep. <laughs> that alexei threw in there uh we're gonna have a camera pointing up which i think is going to be awesome because the balloon actually starts at it's like four feet across but then it has 5,000 liters of helium in it. It's pumped in, right? So when it blows up at 120,000 feet, it's uh, 36 feet across. So 12 meters, <laughs> 12 meters across, man. It's big. And then I, I heard when it blows up, it, it's not like a little party balloon or something. It's like, you know, like, wow. So I guess normally they don't point a camera up, but we're putting a camera um, just to see it, you know? Um, and then to, we're adding in as much science as we can. Um, so Jim uh, Saganal, oh he's basically going to be there and he's doing the science. He does uh, the science on Skinwalker Ranch. He's been on uh, two or three seasons or two or okay. three episodes of Skinwalker Ranch. And he sets up these little science stations that measure uh, 500 megahertz up to six gigahertz. Right. So we can put that in and they also have, he has a, you know, temperature, humidity. We have all the standard basic sensors in there. Wow. So you're going to get data coming back as well. Yeah, exactly. That's um, awesome. Cause all these other projects, you know, they, they spend just cash on marketing, right? They're just going to pay. You're just going to pay influencers to, you're going to pay them cash to go and share your, your project. You know, that's basically, and I was like, I don't want to do that, you know? Um, I love like Tesla. I love Musk's whole game plan. You know, he just focuses everything on, on the product, you know, just, just mm. focus on the product. So I was like, we want more science. Um, I love seeing things blow up. I think everyone <laughs> can agree, you know, and we're getting space time um, because we do like, we want to do a satellite. We want to get into the atmosphere, into space and, um, and try and get more data. Plus it's just cooler. Like, yeah, that's the whole space launch, man. That's the, that's the balloon launch. Super pumped. That's awesome, man. Um, so where can people, will people be able to watch that live on your YouTube channel? Exactly. Yep. So cool. it'll start at uh, noon Pacific time on uh, next Friday. Luis, uh, Luis uh, Jimenez is hosting it. Okay, cool. Cool. I mean, for anyone watching now, make sure you, I'm sure most of you are already subscribed to Chris's channel. But yeah, I'm sure you can find all the information there. I'll be sharing it across all of my my stuff as well. So I'm sure people will find it. But you've got another balloon launch. Am I right in saying you've got a second one planned as well? 
Yes, uh, we have the main space balloon launch planned in, in July. That was the original basic plan was to raise the money from the sale. Um, but we were able to just push it forward instead of paying money on marketing, pay it on balloon launches. The second one will have Sky360 representation. So the idea cool. is to, to put their camera system um, into the into the balloon. Wow. Uh, and, and really, it's to and again, it's to drive their development. You know, they're, yeah. a vol again, a volunteer organization. These guys are, they've been working their asses off. So every Sunday they're in there uh, on the Discord at like, you know, three in the afternoon, just, just hammering. They're just grinding. Um, and they don't, you know, they don't get paid. They're just volunteers. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> to drive them harder, <laughs> we want, but we need a solution, right? We need a product. So it's also to motivate them, you know, to, to, yeah, get out there, to, to, to get uh, the, the systems built and, and yeah. developed and to get, we need eyes on, right? We need engineers. We need scientists. They, Sky360.org, you know, they, they need that. Um, and it's hard to integrate people. So not, you know, out of, we sent hundreds of people there, which is, which is good. Right. But one, you know, only two or three are able to stick, mm. you know, to really make a difference seriously, which is, which is fine, which is good, but we, we need those two or three people. Um, so we need those constant people. So, you know, I would, I would ask people to go check out sky360.org if you're interested in like building these systems or build it, working on these camera developments uh, or AI. Really, one of the biggest sticking points is going to be AI on the main right. fish eye. Yeah, so if you're interested in that, go check it out. You're probably not going to fit in right immediately, but you'll learn something 100%. Sorry, you'll, you'll definitely learn something. Um, yeah, which I, that's why I like, I like action, like going and doing stuff. Um, because you're going to find out, you know, we'll find out of what a weather balloon looks like. So now they can't just say, the kid always say it's a weather balloon, you know, to be like, ah, you know, like <laughs> I've seen a few weather balloons because uh, we've launched, we'll, we'll have launched uh, four of them by then, you know? Yeah. So we'll have experience. Um, yeah. That's awesome, man. I can't wait to watch. I'm sure a lot of people are excited. I, hope it it. I think it'll work. I, th I hope it will. It's going to be. you got to try it. <laughs> you're used to live tv i just i just i don't do that much i did it today it was it was super fun though it was really fun yeah no it was good um listen before before i let you go i just wanted to ask if you've got any other ufo cases that you're working on whether it be making a video because i think since we last spoke um you've done quite a few and um, i noted down gulf breeze because that case has always fascinated me so have you got any others that you're working on at the moment i mean the main one was uh the ryan graves okay uh, the UAP that was the main one off the East Coast. Um, actually, no, I've, I've the next week I'm considering another larger organism add-on uh, additional theory. I don't know if it's the right time for it, but I can only make video. Actually, I just make videos when I when they come into my brain and I can get the motivation to make it. You know, it's it's hard yeah. making making content. You know, of course. Um, but I have some ideas for the. Uh, the, the next level or of the larger organism dealing with entropy time. I don't know. It's crazy stuff. I tried to, I almost, I was meeting up with Kurt Jamangal. We tried three times to meet up and uh, it just didn't work, but I'll just, uh, I'll just do it on my own. Do it on my own. Do it, man. <laughs> That's what I keep. I try and meet up with people and they don't show up and I'm like, all right, I'll just do it on my own, you know? Kurt's a busy man. I've spoken to him a few times and like we always try and plan interviews and stuff and it never happens. He's just like busy, busy, busy. So I, I fully understand yeah. that, man. Totally. I totally so. get it. I totally get it. 
yeah no, so well listen uh chris thank you so much man i'm like i said before i'm gonna you know be putting out all the information about uap society as well uh i, I just can't wait till what 10 days away from the from the launch i can't believe it yeah <laughs> 10 days so, close yeah good yep <laughs> it's gonna be fun um I'll, i think i've missed some links from the description below this video at the moment but they will be added yeah. in straight That's after the show but yeah thank you so much again my friend um i wish you all the best and i, I always enjoy chatting to you man so, so yeah thank, thank you very much excellent cool. thanks everybody for being here yeah everyone in the live chat guys thank you so much um i'm gonna be back on saturday for my science panel so i've got Gary Nolan, Kevin Knuth, uh, Michael Masters, and Rich Hoffman joining me for a, Damn, a science can discussion. Can I just show up, dude? They never talk to me. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk off air. Um, uh, I'll be in cans. Damn it. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, guys. All the guests, dude. Yeah. Hey, it's a lot of trying. Trust me, a lot of emails, You're a lot good, of admin, man. a lot of a lot of work. But good. So, yeah. Um, everything all the links are available across all my social medias people always find a way of finding my stuff so yeah i'm not gonna spit it all out here guys everyone thank you so much for listening watching and all that and yeah we'll see you saturday take care bye bye